Okay, with us, John Simonson, president of Webstream Dynamics. And John, watch out for the ducks there. Look, it looks like you're out in the woods. <laughs> it's spring. We got to get outside. Fresh air. No well, mask. It looks like, it looks like you, you got plenty of there. I, I expect to see a moose walk up in back of you or something anytime. <laughs> I, I, I've had that happen. <laughs> well, well, it would be a first for, for talk floor. Um, you had su suggested something for floor covering retailers that I thought I would ask you about. It seems like a lot of these retailers are enjoying increased traffic to their websites. Your suggestion is they might want to consider launching a marketplace to add additional products to their, you know, that would complement floor covering if somebody's doing a, a you know, a project at their home. T talk about that. Well, the concept is this. Marketplaces have been around a long time. You know, I mean, when you think of marketplaces, you think of Amazon, Wayfair, Etsy, et cetera, et cetera. But there's no reason why in, I'll give you an example, which is up north where I am, uh, where a hardware store carries a limited amount of products, but you want to get some other products and you, you go to them and, you know, online or, you know, walk in and they're, they don't have the product or the brand you need. Okay, but their distributor does. So they could offer these products as special order, come in, you know, we'll have it shipped here or shipped direct to you. You can pick it up here or curbside, whatever. So, I mean, that kind of concept could also be something that flooring retailers, especially the large ones, might look at to diversify and add new products that they're getting from suppliers or allowing other retailers of non-competing retailers to promote their products within their website, okay, as a marketplace. So you get more and more eyeballs to your site and potentially sell more and you get a partial revenue for it. What sort of products do you think would be the obvious choices for these retailers to add? Well, I mean, there are a variety of different things, you know, I can think of. Um, you know, one might be in the residential, but they're offering carpet tiles, offering sundries that they don't carry. Um, you know, no retailer wants to stock all brands of sundries, but along comes a consumer who wants, has a specific brand flooring is looking for a specific sundry for it. You could potentially offer that and pull it from your local distributor. Okay, and get that in or trims and moldings and different things like that, as well as going outside of flooring, the wallpaper or, you know, other home furnishing products that may be available that you could promote and sell on your site, you know, which, again, gets more people to your site. I mean, look at Home Depot. Why do so many people go to Home Depot or Lowe's? Look at the variety of products they have. Then all of a sudden when they want flooring, they go back there. So, I mean, that's the concept of a marketplace. So the products would mostly come from a, from one of the distributors servicing that retailer. Yeah, I mean, it could be that. Um, it could be other suppliers in the area that aren't even part of that. Um, you know, you may have a local lumber wholesaler and decking right now I know is big because I'm working with a couple of decking companies. So, I mean, maybe you start offering decking that you're going to pull from them, okay, that you're offering on your site. You're not stocking it. You're not really selling other than you're offering it on the site. 
and then they ship it direct or they pick it up at your location or whatever. Have you seen retailers at, as we speak that are doing this? I've looked around. I haven't really seen. There was one, and I still can't remember the name because I was trying to find it the other day. Um, that was doing some of that, but other than that, I'm unfortunately no. I have not seen other flooring retailers actually doing it, but I think it's something they ought to consider. And then they would just add these products to their website. Is that is that how it would work? Right. They'd be adding the products to their website and promoting them on their website and everything. But, you know, they would be getting a service fee. I mean, you can do it at Walmart. There's flooring on Walmart. You can do it on Walmart. You can do it on, you know, uh, some of the other big boxes where they'll allow other products to be sold. I mean, Amazon's always had their Amazon marketplace, everything. So why can't it be done with flooring? You mentioned Walmart. I noticed that um, they're offering LVP, and I guess they're just adding this to the floor covering that, that they're already offering. Talk about that. Well, I've, I've noticed, you know, looking at a lot of the big players and Walmart being one of them, that they're getting more and more aggressive in the e-commerce, like all the big players are, getting more and more online, especially with pandemic. They're, they're aggressively going after it. They got the deep pockets, and they're starting to offer. I mean, on Walmart marketplace in walmart you'll see new mohawk lvp waterproof flooring there's shop waterproof flooring on there um so you'll see they're taking a more aggressive stance they have their own fulfillment centers like an amazon they have their own fulfillment centers where they'll hand you just put the products in their fulfillment centers they do the rest they do the shipping they do everything packaging the billing everything so i mean you see this is heading more and more that the Walmarts, the Wayfairs, the Etsy's, um, Amazons are all growing in e-commerce and selling online and making it more of a marketplace with a variety of products. Even if they're not personally stocking them and selling them, they're letting third parties do it. How long has, has Walmart been offering floor covering on their, uh, in their marketplace? Oh, boy. I have no idea, but I can tell you it's been quite a while. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. So the LVP is just the newest addition. Right. I mean, they're seeing the, like everybody, they're seeing the opportunity. I mean, I did a Google Insights recently where Google has the Google Trends and luxury vinyl plank flooring is just growing and growing, growing. LV, even the words LVP flooring has grown tremendously, meaning in the number of searches that people are searching. So the, they're very much aware of, the consumer's aware of it, and so are the big boxes and all the big players of the growth in you know the luxury vinyl flooring category. I read uh, Jeff Bezos, a biography, and it's called The Everything Store. It seems like everything or everybody in the business is trying to be the everything store anymore. Uh, that seems to be, you know, it's ironically, I can remember back years ago where they always said, you know, you got to stay to your core products. And now it's built the opposite where it's spread your wings and almost take the, I call it the shotgun approach and, you know, have all these different products. All these, I mean, look at the major manu flooring manufacturers. They were carpet. 
Yeah. They're no longer carpet. They're hard surface, all types of hard surface. They're ceramic. They're acquiring all these different flooring companies and brands other than just the carpet. So, I mean, everybody's been expanding their, their product mix. Now, do we know, like, like for example, with this uh, LVP you were talking about from Mohawk, um, is that shipped from a, a Mohawk facility or is that shipped from a Walmart facility or, or is, is that impossible to know at this point? Uh, no, it says uh, all done by Walmart, shipped by Walmart. It's just right there when you look at the product SKU, shipped okay. by Walmart. So then what they've done is they got into flooring X number of years ago and have been gradually adding more, more categories? Yeah, and you know, when you come back LVP, it's in cartons. And those cartons have always been the item in flooring to sell online because it's much easier to handle. You know, you have the cartons are easier to manage uh, for logistics reasons and put them on pallets and ship them out versus cut order carpet or something or cut order vinyl, sheet vinyl. So it, it fits perfectly for these uh, large retailers. Do you have any feel for the big players online? I mean, I suspect Walmart and, uh, you know, the big names are the big players, but are they taking share in a major way over the years? Oh, definitely. I, you know, I've read different reports. I mean, I think anybody in the flooring knows that the especially flooring stores losing market share to all the, you know, the big players out there, the Amazons, the Walmarts, the Wayfair, Etsy, um, you name it, uh, Floor and Decor, Build Direct, and go on and on. They're all taking part more and more of the shares away. And every year they take this a little bit more and, and it comes out of the hide of the independent. Yeah, I mean, it's just inevitable. I mean, they're just, they're the guys who, you know, when you talk about the digital world, they dominate the digital you know, world and the search results and everything. Whose name do you see when you look at flooring all the time? And most flooring retailers don't have the budgets to go out there and really market correctly. So I have to imagine during the pandemic, the major online players gained market share uh, at an even faster clip than they did before the pandemic. I would guess that would be true. Yes. I got you. You sent me a notice about um, Google, and they announced that they have a new search algorithm, and uh, with a, I guess it's an update, and it's related to product reviews. Talk about that. What's this all about? Well, what Google does continuously is do updates, obviously, and this is an algorithm update that's not a major algorithm, but what it is is about trying to reward websites that do a better job of product reviews. And when we talk about product reviews, we mean is where they're talking about why buy this product versus that, comparisons between products, what are the features and benefits of this product versus others. You know, um, so those sites that do a great job of really doing reviews that engage the customer is what Google's algorithm is supposedly going to reward you and you're gonna be higher in the, uh, in the rankings. It's not necessarily they're gonna penalize you if you do a poor job, but the ones that they feel through 
artificial intelligence through computers that the ones they deem are doing a better job of really describing products and their features, benefits, and um, why buy it, and, and all the technical things that help the consumer, those are the ones that are going to get rewarded. I see. So, so, so when you say review, you're not talking about something that an outsider would send in talking about the experience they had in the store or on the website. This is information that is generated by the person or by the company that has the website. Yes, yes, okay. it's okay. very true. But also, you know, consumer reviews, prior reviews by end users, everything do carry a lot of weight. Okay. One, because Google knows that everybody wants to read real reviews. Okay. Real people. I mean, that's all Amazon has is reviews. And that drives tremendous amount of traffic to Amazon because of reviews. So, I mean, yeah, they know that Google, my business reviews have tremendous weight for that business, but also product reviews in you know, you get so many companies that just list brands on their website. We carry all these brands, carry this or that. Um, and they don't really have any meat to them. And so then, you know, what's there for Google to really use that as something to say, okay, this should be on page one when somebody's searching for this specific product or brand or style or series or whatever. So that's, that's what it's all about is trying to help that customer zero in on the customer experience through Google to find, you know, good information about what they're wanting to buy. So then Google said that they don't really punish people that don't have reviews that measure up to whatever this new standard is. But if somebody has what Google deems good reviews, they come out what higher on this in a search, they'll be listed higher. That's basically what the updates for. Yeah. So remember they have tons of signals and they have other updates. But in theory, yes. I mean, if your page is well-written, if it's got good page load speed, if it's mobile-friendly, et cetera, et cetera, and then on top of it, uh, you have great, very good product reviews on that page that really help the end user that the algorithm deems important um, and, and trustworthy, then yes, you would be higher in the search results. How do they deem a good review versus a not so good re review? Is there some guy sitting at a desk who grades these or how's that work? <laughs> Might be a job for you, Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all done by algorithms. The engineers have designed it based on weight on keywords, on description, the number of words, who knows? They won't tell you how they do this, but it's amazing. They're using computers to determine this. You know, it's all done by computers. It's not any human doing this. So, and you got to remember, they're indexing billions of pages all the time. And out of that, they're figuring out which ones are the best pages to show when somebody's doing that search. I see. The reward is you end up higher on the on a search list than uh, if you have reviews that they deem are higher quality. Yeah, and I mean, there's a catch-22. I mean, you got to look at this and understand that if you are a local flooring dealer and you put out great content, okay, that should make you more trustworthy. You'll get more visits to your site, but they may not be your targeted visits. You know, they may be from the other side of the country coming to your site, 
which you don't want. Same time, uh, if you're an e-commerce site and you're trying to sell product to the consumer, instead of just showing the product and the price in some product details, if you do some very good product reviews for brands and styles and series in comparison, you'll definitely get a lot more eyeballs to your site. Doesn't mean they're going to engage and buy from you. You better have some very good call to actions, but it is a way to definitely drive more consumers to your site. How do you think this is going to affect floor covering retailers as we speak? I mean, are they all of a sudden going to end up at the top of the page or at the bottom of the page, or do you think they will notice it? Do you think the flooring retailer is going to write all this? <laughs> it's not going to be. Okay, so who's going to write it for them? That That becomes the question. It's right They have the knowledge, but who's going to write it and put it all together and say to the web developer, here you go, post this, post that, and do all that? That just doesn't happen. Should happen, but it doesn't happen. So who's going to write it all and put it on these sites? And if you write it as a duplicate content and you put it on all your sites – all your flooring dealer sites. Now you got duplicate content, so it washes out. Going to lose its effectiveness. Yeah. So, do you think retailers will see some reaction? You know, will their sites be responded in a different way than before this update took place? Uh, for the most part, no. I don't see where they will. Definitely, it. it to me, this would be more focused for e-commerce. Because with the e-commerce people, they're always looking for cost-effective ways of capturing more people and engaging them and showing them that they're trustworthy, that they should be buying their flooring online from them. This could be very effective for, you know, help them, but they got to take the time to write the content. But now you still don't know what high quality is. There's no definition. I mean, and what I think is high quality may be different from what you think is high quality, right? Well, absolutely, but it doesn't matter what you and I think. It matters what Google thinks. Well, but I, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but somebody has to has to sit down and write these things based on what they think high quality is. Oh, absolutely. May not, which may not, as you said, jive with what Google thinks. Well, just in the wording itself, you may have high quality content, but you don't word it correctly or clearly to Google you may not show up. Now, remember too, in the search results on Google, they have what they call featured snippets, which if you write something very well that explains something that consumers are looking for, you may be the featured snippet in the Google search results. So all they have to do is do the search. Here comes a featured snippet at the top, which is coming from your website, pulled from your website that Google's copied. They have it in the search result. It gives the consumer the answer they were looking for, and they never clicked your website because they got it right in the Google search. So I mean, those are they can click on the link, but they may say, "Okay, that's the answer I wanted," and then they never they do another search and they never go to your website. So a lot of retailers, maybe ones that are in a group or or are affiliated with a particular manufacturer have websites that are similar. You, you, you brought this up earlier. So, I mean, they will all be rated the same way because everybody has pretty much the same content? I mean, the idea is, and Google has said this from day one, the real idea is to have unique content. Now, you could have that 
automated product catalog on there, okay? But the rest of the site should really be unique. Talking about your local area, uh, using geo-targeted words, using keywords, uh, engaging your local customer, why buy from you, about you, all should be unique and not something that's, you know, carbon copy from other sites. I did find something here that Google says, or Google suggests what makes for a higher quality review. They have several questions that, that one can answer, maybe, maybe eight or nine. Uh, express expert knowledge, so the product is physically, how it's used, et cetera. Provide quantitative measurement about how a product measures up in various categories and so on. So I guess they do give you some guidance there as to little points you can follow when you're writing new copy. Yeah, on their blog, they have what you're looking at. On their blog, yeah. they list different criterias to help you understand what, but that's still only a you know partial answer because it still depends on how you write it, et cetera, et cetera, what you know, words you use, everything. Is it clear in HTML as well as in text? I mean, all these things are still got to be put together. Yeah. Now, what is Google doing overall? Obviously, they want websites to be higher quality. What does that mean? I mean, what what are they trying to do with people that are online selling various items? When you're talking about higher quality, I mean, you're trying. Let's take flooring. People are getting educated on flooring. They really don't know flooring. They go get educated online. Are you clearly communicating so they understand their options and the features benefits and will it work for them? I mean, all these things become important when you're talking about flooring, you know, for that end user. I mean, I look at every once in a while, I look at Home Depot in the flooring section and they're constantly changing but they use great verbiage to help simplify it for the consumer. They really do. I mean, if you ever look at flooring under Home Depot, you'll see, you know, uh, all these different categories they'll break it out to that for a consumer looking for, you know, oh, I want waterproof flooring or I want stain proof flooring or, you know, carpeting or whatever. And they'll actually break out topics like that. So that consumer, depending on what they're, or you can look at it from all different ways. I'm looking, rather than just picking out, oh, I'm looking for hardwood or laminate or whatever. They try to give you more breakdown beyond that to help you, you. you know, figure out what you're really looking for. Where, where does the copy that's on most independent retailer websites come from? I mean, is it from the manufacturer I know a lot of them have somebody writing it that they that they pay to do that. You do that. Um, is that the case in most of them, or do they just steal it from some other place? All the above. <laughs> All the above. I would never steal it from anywhere. Again, one, that's something I would never do. Two, um, uh, duplicate content. Why would you use duplicate content? Write it yourself. Put it in your own words describe it. I mean, I've literally had over the years, the 23 years I've been doing this, I've found other websites where they have taken a web pages from other retailers, copied the whole page, put it on their site, and they even left the links in there that when you click on the link, it goes back to the original site they took the copy from. I mean, how dumb is that? 
you know, how lazy and dumb is that? Copy the whole page. Um, so, I mean, it's just something where you really want, I can't stress it enough. I mean, there's millions of web pages out there. There's all this content. You really want to make it as unique as possible. And why buy from me versus your competitor? Yeah. Well, the bar is being raised and continually being raised by Google. I guess that's the story here, isn't it? They're the big dog. <laughs> I got you. Know, you know, they constantly do their updates and everything else. And again, you know, like we talked about, that doesn't mean you have to do it all on Google. I mean, in, or in Google My Business, although I would definitely focus on Google My Business um, for local. But I mean, you got the marketplaces, uh, different places that maybe you can promote, maybe you can start showing product, um, creating new things within your website, creating your own marketplaces, looking at, you know, there are different opportunities out there that just aren't being used, you know, today the way they should be for the flooring retailer, rather than, just, oh, I got a website, that's it, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Well, the idea of having a higher quality web website, whether it's Google or anybody else, it's, you know, according to what you just said, is a good idea and it's gonna it's gonna hopefully make you money yeah and i'll just say you know i've been mentioning this to a lot of retailers lately that i'm talking to is you don't see a lot of flooring manufacturers today from doing sales you you just remember we used to have all these sales all the time and you know i'd have like a dealer would have oh i got 10 15 sales going on right now from different manufacturers you know whatever they are. Today, you don't. You just have the few, like the Karistan, every national Karistan month, every spring and fall, things like that. Shaw Line has a little sale, different Mohawk has. But I mean, the, the majority of flooring manufacturers, it's just, they're not there. So what I mentioned to the dealers are, you should still be promoting and having sales. And what's worked very well is to just pick up the phone and call your local rep, say, hey, I would like to have a sale on this brand. At least some of the styles you have. What can you do for me? He gets a hold of you know his regional manager or whatever, or the VP of sales or whatever. He comes back and he gives them some kind of discount that they you know usually match, put up, and now they got a sale. But rather than sitting there with no sales, you know, get a hold of your your suppliers and, and say, hey, I'm going to have a spring sale. What can you do for me? And they'll do something for you. I mean, they'll give you some kind of discount and work it out based on the displays you have. But it's it's ridiculous not to do that, even though the manu instead of waiting for the manufacturers to do a sale that they're not doing, create your own sales and get a hold of your suppliers and get them to hey, to give you something you know that you can promote, some products, some styles, some brands. That's a great idea. John, thanks so much for, for joining us. I'm glad we hadn't seen a moose come, come over your shoulder here while we were talking. <laughs> we'll see you, John. Okay, thank you, Dave. We've been talking with John Simonson. He is president of WebStream Dynamics, and this is Talk Floor.